phone Didn't hear nothing when I said my hello Oh well, to hell down we go So high looking at heaven below You know me though, from coast to coast We're smoking dope, overdose with the Holy Ghost But hold the phones, I hold my own What's local grown, been killing that shit since Roll the boat, you know I'm supposed to hold the throne Be honest, one more drink I'm gonna be an alcoholic, I don't wanna think Life better unconscious, need fresh air Everything's so toxic I open coffin doors with a 38 when it's time for war Told my mama you ain't need no drama You ain't gotta cry no more now It'll be alright, my mind on the run, I won't sleep tonight, it's like When it all goes up in flames, who gon' hold me down? Oh my goodness, it's happening. I'm here, it's the NBM Podcast, I'm your host, Matt Housen. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Um, sorry about not getting an episode out to you guys uh, two weeks ago, but I unfortunately suffered this ridiculous, ridiculous injury and I'm calling it a ridiculous injury just because to me it's absolutely ridiculous that how I managed to do this injury um, but anyway long story short is I have a torn tendon um, in and amongst my bicep shoulder area rotator cuff um, it's not a terrible te- tear uh, but it was bad enough that it put me down for the count for about I'd say about a week and a half I was very immobilized um, unfortunately the worst part is the injury happened probably seven weeks ago. It would have been at the Gone Banana Racing uh, Challenge in Ithaca, Michigan at the Hardwoods uh, where I would have did the injury where I had really tightness in my one pec muscle, which at first I thought was a heart attack. So I literally, you know, marshaled the car, ran back, and I sat down in the chair and went, okay, this might be where I die at 35 years old at an RC race. <laughs> Um, but the good news is it was just a, a, a torn tendon. I guess it's better news than a heart attack, right? So <clears throat> with that being said, um, yeah, this is really finally getting back to being a pretty mobile on my own without any pain whatsoever. I lack a lot of uh, range of motion still, so I'm seeing a physiotherapist for that. i uh, got some stuff to do. I'm going to keep uh, working on that. That has delayed my uh, snowmobiling season until after the Christmas break. Um, which mentioning the Christmas break, we are taking uh, time off during the holidays to obviously spend time with our families and not worry about podcasting. But I have arranged a little special episode with Todd Soltero um, from California. He's an RC drag racer. He's an RC like nut bar is what I'm going to call him. He loves RC. He wants to go fast in everything, drive everything. So um, we're going to have Todd on. We're going to talk about everything he's been doing up to this point. He's got a new adventure that he's just partaking in and taking off with. So we'll have him on. We'll kind of get the history of Todd and see what he's been up to. Um, you know, I got to hang out with him and his wife and Tim and his wife and Chris in California. It was amazing. I got to meet some of the, the, the local drag racers there. It was a great time. Of course, I'll really have to break down into that with Todd. We'll talk about it because um, we had adventures going to the grocery store together. It was, it was epic. Tonight, we're going to have Zach Donathan on from DRC. And we're going to just talk about what they're making. I know they make charge leads. I've heard lots of great things about them. I've seen them. I know I've seen uh, some of their products, I guess, with custom logos, like for shrink wrap and stuff like that. So we're going to have Zach on. We're going to talk about everything Donathan RC. And, uh, yeah, we'll find out more about Zach. So hang on. We're going to take a quick break and hear something from our sponsors, maybe. Hey, guys, it's Matt here. Just want to stop in and take a minute to tell you about Gone Banana Racing Skins. 
Rick over there is making foam tires custom made on any kind of rim that you can possibly send them from anything from a 10 scale buggy upwards of Clodbuster uh, tires I've seen him do. He's doing speed run wheels. If you guys are ever interested in getting any kind of rim covered in foam, get a hold of Rick over at Gone Banana Racing Skids. He's doing custom foam tires that others just won't do. So here, here's the problem I have with sometimes coming back with good good songs like that. Because I'm sure there are people out there that are very much so like me. When they hear a good song come on that they like, they want to hear the whole song. But I'm, I have to do the interview, folks. I want to listen to the whole song. And you guys can blame Zach for picking the song because I put him <laughs> on the spot and made him pick it. Um, but he picked a really good one. And I'm not going to lie. I was going to let it keep playing. And then I'm like, oh, man, I can't. Like, everybody's going to be like, I, some people are going to be like, this is awesome. And others are going to be like, seriously, Matt, an entire song. So uh, sorry to the ones that wanted to hear it. Um, but, yeah, shout out for the good, good song. Yeah. I've been kind of wishing for some older, like, I know I'm saying older, but it's not really older. New rock. I don't know. It's rock to me. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how you feel about that whole subject. Oh, that's a that's a bag of worms. I'm not uh, <laughs> particularly um, up to date on what's what. I listen to a variety of music, um, and I typically don't go with one category or, or another. Just whatever kind of suits your... Cool listening needs at the time yeah okay uh, sometimes i listen to to rock uh hip-hop pop rap yeah okay uh, you're country. all over the board like i am yep oh right. yeah definitely i won't lie i listen to a lot more of the newer rap than i would like to admit to because unfortunately oh. i like i'm a bass addict so like i like oh. ba- and a lot of these oh my god and then it doesn't help that some of them actually do enunciate enough that you can understand them. And sometimes the lyrics are hilarious. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. There's a handful of new songs that aren't too bad uh, for rap, but I haven't heard very many. Yeah, I, I find myself not accepting a lot of the newer stuff that's coming out right now. But if it's like from Post Malone or like some of the bigger names that I don't mind a bunch of their music, I'll check it out. That's what I see. I know it's terrible. I need to stop it. It's, uh, it's consuming it, my life lately. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. So for those of you that don't know who we have on right now, we have Zach Donathan, right? Yes, sir. There we go. From Donathan RC Products. I have checked out very briefly some of the products. I know of the charge leads. Um, I know I seen your products a while back because you were doing like custom um, logos on shrink wrap, right? Yeah, so we still offer that. Um, we can do pretty much any logo. Um, <clears throat> it's not. It, it's a little bit more complicated than that because of the uh, printing technology that's used to be able to print on a heat shrink. Right. Um, 
there's a limited amount of pixels. Um, so that kind of limits the detail that can be put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not too detailed, uh, which most logos aren't, uh, then we can print it right on there. That is pretty cool. I won't lie. When I seen that, I'm like, that's pretty trick. But yeah, we could do uh, that. We do names, um, you know, nicknames, things like that. We can download your favorite font and get your name on there in just the right style. That is to- oh, okay. So <laughs> into the charge leads quickly. Um, why, what, what puts yours above? Okay. Actually, here's the, here's the best part. Here's your sales pitch. Convince me why I need to replace the ones that I have right now that do the job for me. No problem with DRC charge leads. Okay. There's, there's a variety of options here. Let's, I'll (laughs) go with the, the logical ones. They don't look as nice as ours. Okay. Um, so most people come to us because they like um, their pit to batch um, or they just got tired of fixing their, their charge leads for the seventh time in a row. Um, you know, there's a variety of reasons why people come to us. Those are the main two. Right. Uh, we do offer the most customized and durable charge leads in the business. Um, another one uh, that we hear often is that guys will go – years and run the same charge leads and the same connectors and all that. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you get a less accurate charge the longer you use a charge lead because of the electrical resistivity, um, which simply means that the resistance and the materials goes up the longer you use it because of the electrical current that flows through it. Makes sense. I, I can understand that. I, I, yeah, so I try to replace all my uh, wire and connectors on my car every year, or once a season, rather. And uh, and then I replace my charge leads about once a year, uh, just to keep them looking fresh. And You know, it's, them, it, uh, it's funny you say that, because I just said to myself the other day, why do I keep using these same bullet ends from years ago? Like, I really should stop being so cheap and just buy some new ones. Like, they're not expensive at all. No, it's just one of those things that people, you know, if it if it works, people are fine with it, and that's okay. Um, I mean, I the very first set of charge leads I made, which aren't up to snuff to what we use now, are still I still have them and they're still usable. I just I don't know, just don't use them I, anymore. I get it though. I get replacing stuff on a more frequent basis like that because I guess it is one piece of your RC pit you overlook. So. I know you do like custom color combinations. You can get custom lengths too, right? So if I needed yeah. one that was like three and a half feet, but one to be two feet because of how I put my cars, you could do that. Yes. Wow. Yeah, we offer um, any length from one foot to six foot. Dang. Who needs a six foot to charge? Come on, guys. <laughs> I don't know. What? And I guarantee you've sold a few of them, haven't you? Uh, I've sold two. Okay. <laughs> the most people order a well, not most people, but if they they want a real long one, a lot of people order a four foot. We sell um, about ten of those a month, I guess. Hmm. Very interesting. So it sounds like to me that I I'm, I'm gonna need to sit down and figure out what I need because I do need to replace ends and stuff like that. So now I know where my next RC budget spend is gonna be gone to. Now that we've only gotten two minutes into this interview and only discussed two of the things that you really. Um, sell. So let's get into some more of the stuff that DRC is doing because I know the options are pretty much endless. Yeah. So for our charge leads, we have, um, oh, I had the number. 
it's some trillion. Uh, you'll have to give me a second to look it up here. I want to say it's like, uh, like two trillion or something like that options. 136 trillion, close. Holy. Um, just a few. That's ridiculous. It is, but we get guys that ask for things that we don't even carry. Um, <laughs> what are the odds of that, right? <laughs> uh, well, I guess higher than I would like. But, uh, wow. for example, we just added the, the Gen Z style 4S connector. Okay, right, all right. Uh, because three style of 4S batteries wasn't enough, so we had to add a fourth. Of course. Um, we get that. We get different connectors that guys want to use, like the Spectrum connectors released, the IC um, uh, line of connectors, um, oh, okay. which are, you can use the EC3s, but they don't have that um, middle wire. That extra uh, little bit? Yeah. Kind of like what Traxxas did when they changed their connector to that god-awful monstrosity. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can't even buy those. At least you can buy the Spectrum ones. Why do you think they did that? Money. If you have to buy it from them, then it's, you know, is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I did like them. I preferred them over the Deans when I started. But that's because um, I could solder. The main thing I don't like about the Traxxas style connector is that you, um, the way they go together, like, um, they, they don't, I, to me, whenever I put a Traxxas connector together, mm -hmm. they just never feel the same. They somehow you know, they lack never, that pop? They they pop, but they just don't, I don't know, it just doesn't feel secure. I know what you're saying. I, I, I like, understand. <laughs> <laughs> the EC5 connectors work really well, and they, they go on the same principle, yeah. the EC style. Um, but I really like the, the connectors that have the, the pins already in them, like the XT line. Yeah, I, I switched over to those for my 4S batteries, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I run bullets in all my race car stuff, so... Well, that's just a f uh, five mil bullet if you run a, a XT90. I'm still running a four millimeter bullet in all my stuff. That's okay. The four mil is is a good. It handles uh, as much voltage as you want to throw at it. Well, so that's my curiosity because I've been seeing that more and more lately. And from your perspective, because you know, obviously, you're into charge leads and stuff like that. Is there really a huge benefit from going from a four millimeter to a five millimeter bullet? Theoretically, yes. Uh, because more surface area means more conductivity. And a lower resistance. Um, so you can think of it like, uh, you know, a garden hose. If you have a one-inch garden hose versus a two-inch garden hose, as long as you have the ability to flow more water through the two-inch garden hose, you're going to get more water. Right. Um, you can, you know, use that as a metaphor. Um, however, SMC did a test a while back in the different connectors. Um, and they showed that the four mil was marginally better than the five mil. It was some very insignificant uh, resistant number, but uh, it was like I, I believe it was the hundreds. I think it was like two hundreds worse mm. of an ohm. So that's like uh, that's nitpicking at that point. Yeah, at that 
you know, if you're measuring hundreds um, of an ohm for a battery, you know, maybe in your car that might be something to, to look at, but I don't know. Well, uh, do you think that's maybe because you're you're more from the on road side of things, and I'm on the off road side of things. So, like, can that make a significant difference for somebody in on road? Because I know sometimes it comes down to like, like, just ugh. I would, I would say no, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not hitting the line perfect every lap. Right is is why I say that. If even if you get the pro guys, they're running five mil packs. Um, you know, really good stock guys are running five mil packs. Um, and then many of the manufacturers are switching over to five mil packs. Yeah. And I've noticed that a lot of the guys around me that have new batteries are all five mil. I'm one of the only guys still on four mil, but that's cause I'm running my max amp shorties that have not let me down. Well, and that's, uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I feel, just, I feel like I need five millimeters in my life, but you're telling me maybe not. So <laughs> it doesn't particularly matter Perfect. um especially it, it there's so many things that that matter way more than the type of connector that you're using um it's mainly just important to get a good solder joint use um as little wire as you can uh but at the end of the day the solder joint and use as little as as few solder joints rather as possible because at the end of the day uh, one side of joint is going to equal more connectivity or more resistivity, excuse me, um, than any, you could have two feet of wire on the car. Right. I see what you're saying. Um, I was doing some research uh, a number of years ago and that's kind of what I came to when trying to find a low, uh, resistant solder is possible. However, it's something like a thousand dollars a pound. <laughs> Oh my god! That's and it's silly. about half the resistance as regular solder. Is it really that significant, though? Uh, no. I, in my opinion, no. Um, that would be crazy to think, though. Do you? Well, you, you got to think. There's probably somebody in this hobby, though, that is doing that. Maybe for. Uh, I mean, you know, it's a significant sum, but you would be better off to just solder your battery directly in at that point and eliminate one connector. Um, I don't know that you could really benefit from that, although I haven't done the testing, but it's I wouldn't recommend soldering your battery in either. Oh, that could be entertaining. Do not try that at a racetrack, please. Do not. Don't, don't try it anywhere. Um, but, yeah, so it's... Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I don't think it will make a difference personally for me. Um, I'm, I'm no schmuck, but I'm not killing it, and I don't, I don't think there'd be really any reason to Go to then. think that a, a good, a, a decent battery under two ohms per cell, um, and a good discharge curve, I think, will be ample for a racing program. All right. So let, let's talk a little bit of on-road and some of the, the products that you guys are carrying for on-road uh, because, as we were talking before, I do have an on-road car that I'm currently using, and I'm a bit of in a perplexity, and I'm going to try and figure it out, but we will figure it out. But talk to me about some of these wonderful upgraded parts that I can put on my lawn dart. 
and I call it that because it's actually painted green and it's a Dodge Dart body. <laughs> well, um, uh, a couple parts that we carry. Uh, so we offer uh, vehicle upgrade kits. Uh, so what that is is sheathing for the wire on your kit, on your kit, on your well, I guess on your kit, but on your car. So you can. Some people like to sheath the wires. Oh, make it um, look all fancy instead of just being wires. Yeah. Mm. Some people like doing that. Uh, we're coming out. Uh, we have battery ends upgrade kits from your ESC to your um, your car. So they come. It's a whatever length of wire that you select and whatever connector you select. Soldered on. Made with our dual wall adhesive heat shrink. And then all you got to do is solder it on to your ESC. Bam. Um, we've had some requests from that from a few customers, so we put it up on the site. And then here soon we're going to offer um, battery and heat shrink. So you could get any of our different color dual wall adhesive heat shrinks and just heat shrink it on. Oh, um, and you can have a, a nice color-coded connector. Um, My wife is going to kill me. Well, the good thing is these are relatively cheap products. Listen, you know? no, this is totally okay, though, because here's the scenario. Where I used to get my heat shrink from was a local, like, electronics store, and I used to love going in there because I'm the kind of guy that likes to replace capacitors and, you know, fart around soldering and, and you know what I mean, see if I can fix mm-hmm. things that are electronic. So I loved going there. Unfortunately, it closed last year. So I've literally been living on the scraps of heat shrink that I've had. So this is... Man, this oh, well, that is good out. news. This couldn't have worked out better. Who needs to? I don't even need to post this show. It's done. It's done its job. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, before we get too far into this, um, I have a coupon code. Oh, you do for your listeners. Oh my um, goodness! I was doing Joe Zayer's podcast. And oh, ran out of I talent. Wait, I love Joe. And I forgot until the very end to, to tell uh, the, his listeners about the coupon code. Perfect. Well, this is the perfect time anyway, right in the middle. Right. Okay. <laughs> so the coupon code to be used on the DRC website, which is DonathanRC.com. Um, the, so how you use the coupon code real quick is you get whatever items you want in the cart. You click on the view cart and then you scroll down at the bottom. It'll say uh, coupon code. And then you just type it in there. So the coupon code for 10% off your order uh, is MDM podcast. All one word, no spaces. Okay. So M. Did you say D or B? D. MDM podcast. Okay. All lowercase, all one word. All lowercase, one word. Mm-hmm. I think we have a, we have a spelling mistake though. Oh no! Is it? It's MBM. <laughs> well, you know, I can change it right now. Well, I kind I kind of almost like it with the the D in there because it's almost like like Donathan. Eh, uh-huh. Kind of, okay. it's kind of a gimmicky kind of deal. Okay, I I miss. Uh, I see. I should have consulted with you first. I it's just, all good. Uh, anyway, so it's ten percent off a purchase of twenty five dollars or more. Okay. Um, and so that's usable on our site at any point um, from now until the two months uh, from now. All right. So for, it's good for two months. So that means we'll definitely push it out there. And we will 
Ask this wonderful Zach if he can fix it to MBM for everybody. No can do. <laughs> Set. No kidding. Uh, it is changed. All right. MBM so podcast. Uh, MBM podcast, all lowercase folks, gets you 10% off your order of $25 or more. So that's awesome of Zach to hook all of the listeners of the MBM podcast up with that one. I did hear the one from Joe's as well, and I was almost going to use it, but this works out even better. I'll use my own. <laughs> um, well, you could use either or. Well, hey, there you go. I can just, hey, never mind. I won't say anything else. Um, so <laughs> MBM podcast, all our case on the Donathan RC uh, com website. I'll make sure that I post the web address in the description of the podcast for everybody. So it's easy to get to, of course, the coupon code will be in there as well. So that way it's easy for you guys to access a huge thanks to, to Zach for that. But <clears throat> let's get into a little bit here. Cause you know, I, I was, I was reading everything and as, as myself, I like knowing about the folks that I'm interviewing and I know the listeners sometimes like to hear, to know about, about who I'm talking to. So, in that, I was talking uh, at a. Ugh, I need to take a drink of water. Wowzers! What I'm trying to do is read and talk at the same time, and it's a bad idea for me. We've now established that Matt cannot multi-process things; he has to do one thing at a time. So I'm going to concentrate on talking first. I had in a pre-interview talked to Zach about a couple of things related to RC and just some questions to. to so I could have some background. And I found it very interesting to hear about your first memory of RC, so I was hoping you'd want to share it with the listeners. Uh, sure. So um, the my very first memory, um, I put it on the spot, make sure I remember this right here. Um, it's my, okay. <laughs> actually, so it was, uh, so my dad and I went to, um, I, I can't remember the name of the, the hobby, shop in uh i believe it was in fort wayne i should have asked my dad uh but it was uh the hobby shop at pet store in fort wayne and they had uh when i went when my dad and i went in it was a uh, nitro they were running nitro and i watched them go around the track for the first time and then my dad asked me if i wanted to to race an rc car i was like well sure I, i'd love to to race these so we went home uh, that night, and he got out his it was a Losi uh, five link rear oh, axle car. Oh, so your your dad had the bug beforehand. Yeah, he had uh, it before I was around okay. when he was a kid. Okay. And then when I was born, he quit until I was eight, and uh, I've been racing ever since. Wow. Um, so the first, very first RC car race was the low C, I don't know the model number, but it was the five link rear end, uh, car. Wow. That's, that's old school. Yeah. We had to bring the, uh, the 1800 milliamp NICAD batteries back to life. <laughs> this was back in, uh, cause he had had them stored away all that time. Yeah. So he was able to salvage a couple of them. I can believe that. I, I've, I've, hey, I've brought a few like Nim packs back from from dead, like what you would think was dead because they just sat on a shelf for forever. It's kind of weird how they can be brought back for a little while. Anyway, it never lasts. 
No, and they're never the same. But no, they, <laughs> you know you can go run them. I'm thinking more for for you know the 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 younger generation just getting into it. They're, they're not a dead battery. Like to me, a lot of people like kind of turn their you know nose up to Nims now. And to me, for starters, like for you know for a dad that's not very familiar, getting his son that really wants to do it into it, it's the perfect scenario to make a mistake with versus a lipo. You know what I mean? Um, to me. <laughs> Okay, I I would disagree, but only because the lipos have come so far now. True. Um, and most of the ESCs, even the really budget ones, have a lipo cutoff in them, or voltage cutoff rather. Yeah, I guess I'm just more worried. I worry so much about people. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, you can blow up the the NICAD packs uh, just as easily as you can a, a lipo, but the lipos are, are more explosive. A little bit go. more violent. Yeah, I know. Well, sometimes, sometimes they just smoke, but I'm just, so, them. I'm so glad we have not had a major incident. Ugh. Uh, use your DRC lipo safe. You make those too, don't you? Uh, we, we don't make the, the lipo safe. But well, we but make, you, uh, I should say you carry. We them. offer them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very good at sewing. Fair enough. Neither am I. I can get by if I really needed to, but not enough to go into to quality workmanship of it. So that yeah. means you've been doing RC for about 18 years now? Yeah. So you've been in it for a minute. A little bit, yeah. What's been one of the most uh, interesting innovations besides, of course, LiPo batteries uh, that, you, that you've seen? Because obviously you've been around long enough. You raced in the brush days. Well, I'll pick the the easy one then. Brushless motor. Um, <laughs> do you think they're really? Do you, do you think they've been? I know they've been a huge benefit, but do you think they're getting to the point where they become almost a hindrance in some scenarios? Um, a hindrance only because they the rules have not adapted with them, and what I mean by that is that the the speed of the motors have come such a long way. Right. Since they first started, so I, you know, back when brushless motors first came out, um, the Novak silver uh, can with the, the sealed-in sensor wire um, on the on the motor, uh, I believe it was the SS. Oh yeah, well, uh, those were those were the the motors they have. Well, also, one of the only motors, but um, and. Uh, we ran, I, I used to run a uh, 13.5 um, foam tire LiPo stadium truck uh, indoor. And uh, when those came out, we went from, I don't know, whatever motor to a 13.5. And it was, it was awesome. Uh, you know, you didn't have to true comms and brushes and all that fun stuff. Um <laughs> And you just charge the battery up real quick, and you chuck it in there, and, and you you were good to go. Um, and I ran a one of those thirteen fives versus uh, the twenty five five, like a, a current gen twenty five five recently. And granted, it's had some time on it, uh, but it, I mean uh, the twenty five five was still faster. Yeah, and that that shouldn't happen because like yeah. <laughs> well, it's just a you know and. That's maybe not a perfect scenario, but any case, uh, the twenty-five-five should is 
several turns lower than the 13.5, and it should not be that fast. So yeah, I think if that's the what rules, I'm thinking. Like it's significantly lower, and like you know what I mean, different enough that even an old 13.5 should still be in front of that. You know, barring the driver error situation, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was I was saying is that I think the rules have stayed relatively um, in the past. They haven't really um, updated, especially in the last five years, um, to really keep up with the motors, which keep developing. The stock classes, a lot of the guys still want to do 17.5 stock. Um, and 13.5 was stock for a little while, and then we went to 17.5, but even 21.5 now is is getting crazy fast. And I, you know, it, nobody wants to make a motor below and there might be a couple manufacturers, but below 25.5. Right. And everything keeps getting faster, and it's I don't think that's helping. Hmm. I can't so, disagree. Uh, that I feel more comfortable running a 17.5, like, stock two-wheel drive buggy, and a 13.5 four-wheel drive buggy than I ever have driving mod cars. And, like, I can handle the power, because I used to drive a four-wheel drive buggy with a 5.5 in it, and a lot of people even said that you have a lot of throttle control for a big of a motor in the tight tracks we would run on. But I had always built it for the bigger times when we were at bigger races because if you didn't, you get slaughtered. And at the time, my budget was so slim that it was one motor for the season. Let's not blow it up. <laughs> right? So, yeah. but since I've went to the, the quote-unquote slower motors, I'm a way faster driver. But to see other drivers, how fast they are, it's like, Come on, guys. This is not supposed to be this fast. You guys are running as fast as the slow mod guys. Or faster than some of the mid-pack mod guys. It's kind of scary. And that's exactly it. I mean, stuff's getting crazy fast. and It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love running. Like, I run carpet indoor off-road racing. I know it's not off-road to a lot of people, but it's off-road to me. I love it. We run on foam tires. We run on gone banana racing skins. I love it. If I get given a choice between it or dirt, I will pick it every day over dirt. That's just me. But I don't know. It's easier to clean up. True. Very true. I, I don't envy any of you guys having to do that because I already think that cleaning the carpet one is already a pain in the butt. And it's really just a brush. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well... Let's talk a little bit about these screws that you guys are carrying for the on-road cars. I know we were talking about them prior to uh, getting into recording, and I definitely don't want to miss talking about them. So let's uh, discuss why they're a little bit better than uh, Brand X. Sure. So um, the screws can be used in any application where a metric screw is used in a non-high-impact area. So that includes most of the places, not most, about half the places on an off-road car. <laughs> um, well, you can't use them in the, um, in like the shock tower area. Um, you could, in some of the cars where the bulkheads are, you can use them depending. Um, but not, all, uh, the limitation on that is the length. So we, we only have the three, three sizes at the moment. Right. M3 by six, M3 by eight, and M3 by 10 millimeter. Um, and so we've had several of our team guys use them. Um, where they can in their cars, and they, they're holding up really well for them in, in off-road and in, in on-road. Um, 
and a little bit about the the screw. So the screw is um, it's a seventy seventy five material, and it's um, grade T six uh, fifty one, which is the hardest aluminum that you could buy. Um, it's heat treated to be the the best of the best aluminum, um, and then the anodizing process that we put it through uh, makes it even harder than that. Um, without being brittle. So the hardness for the anodizing is just the coating. Um, not, so it's, um, when you put the driver in, it doesn't strip out as easy. Okay. Um, and the threads will last a little bit longer. It doesn't really affect the structural integrity of it, Okay. but it works nicely for, for those two applications. Um, so a couple other reasons why the inertia screws are, um, just awesome is that the they are how do I want to put this um, the head is a lot bigger on them and so what that means is that the um, there's more material in the head so it's a more durable than a traditional aluminum screw so there's 50 percent more material on the head which means there's more material on the shoulder which is the part under the hex and before the bottom of the where the threads start so that helps with the ever so dreadful scenario where mama had a baby and its head popped off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to say it. I'm sorry. I was, I was no, working on okay. that one for a little while. <laughs> uh, so that's one of the areas. Another area is that the, the hex depth is, is um, a lot deeper than most screws. Um, the, uh, so the hex depth is uh, 1.9 millimeters, and some screws it's even a little bit longer. It's two mil, but most of them are, are 1.9. Um, and so it's about 50% or even more than some brands deeper, uh, which means that you can fit your hex driver all the way in um, to this screw, and then it, it also provides um, a reduced chance of, of stripping the screw up. So, so a question for... Um, uh a non like super concerned about his screws kind of racer. Um, <laughs> what may, what, what's the difference in, in depth between like, say a standard screw that comes in a kit, like, you know what I mean? A, and a steel a, screw. Yeah. Like what's the difference in, in depth for the, the hex about one millimeter. Oh, okay. Wow. So a so, steel screw, uh, typically has about a one millimeter depth. Okay. And ours has an average of 1.9. Okay. So that's significant. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's about twice as much. All right, all right. That definitely does help in the department and not stripping them out, especially when they're aluminum. Those little motherfuckers. Well, a lot of people use, um, uh, when people think of aluminum screws, they have a, a kind of a bad connotation because they've had bad experiences with cheap, crappy aluminum screws. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's I've had a what plethora of them. Yep, it happens. Exactly. They I look mean, really nice. The, Nobody wants to give a quality aluminum screw a go. Right. So we, um, a lot of the guys in on-road use uh, aluminum screws uh, for the center of gravity purposes. So we kind of developed them um, for the on-road guys, and that's kind of our main market. And the off-road guys are able to use them in anywhere they can fit, uh, minus the shock tower or another high-impact high area. Impact there's, area. Um, you know, there's... I don't claim to be an expert on, on off-road cars, and I know some 
off-road cars have different areas that are um, impact differently when they jump. So it's kind of um, one of those things. If you if you decide after listening to this episode to go and order a bunch of wonderful metric aluminum screws for your off-road ride, and you go, you know, aluminum screw happy, and they break. Remember what you're hearing right now. Don't put them in the high impact areas. Which, if you're a racer like me, might be ninety percent of your car. <laughs> Just be honest well, with yourself, folks. <laughs> Do you crash a lot? If your hand went up, probably not the best option for you. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not saying don't try, but you might have struggles. Well, that's a, one of the things. <laughs> um, where if guys crash a lot, I recommend just using the kit screws. Yeah, that's why um, I still have kit screws in my cars. <laughs> you know, steel screws are great. They're very durable. They're more durable than aluminum screws. Um, and that's just because of how they're made. You know, aluminum isn't as durable as steel, but it's, you know, a lot lighter. Exactly. There, there's pros and cons, and I and I totally get it. I, I just don't want anybody listening to have that misconception of that this is the... If you want bling... This might be it for you though, because that's I I would like to put them on my car just for the bling factor. Well, we do offer them in ten colors. Um, oh, that's so at the very least you, you could say, "Ooh, look, they're pretty." <laughs> Has anybody seen the top of this? Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. I just would like to have it. I like taking pictures of things that I break. Like I I've broke. You know, you had brought up before uh, a brand of car. Uh, I used to run Yokomo cars, and on my YZ2 uh, DTM that I had, I actually would break the rear hinge pins. I replaced them with associated shock shafts, never broke them again. Figure that out. But I snapped them. Like, I was completely blown away that I snapped the hinge pin but didn't break the arm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so, like, you know what I mean? I had both pieces able to take a photo. It's kind of the... I did it on both sides, and apparently uh, at the time, Randy Pike, I believe he still runs Yokomo Cars. I know he's not out of RCA. He's just not the T&T manager anymore. I had messaged him and said, hey, have you had this happen before? He goes, oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's the only car I've ever done that on, though. I, uh, for me, um, (laughs) if I have to buy, it's one thing if it's only one part, I guess, um, and the company's working on it. But if I have to buy various parts to put on my car to make it bulletproof, um, unless I really believe in that company, I don't know that I'll be with it very long. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. And yeah, (sighs) what can I say? I have associated oh, cars now. Man. It says everything. <laughs> no no offense to any of you guys that like your Yokomos and listen to us. Because I started this whole, at one time I had a Yokohomi uh, Nation Facebook group that I've now switched to the MBM Nation, uh, like RC Nation. <clears throat> and a lot of guys were upset that, you know, oh, we're not Yokohomies no more. And everybody kind of mistook it for, for it being a Yokomo specific thing. It wasn't really a Yokomo thing. I was just being a smart ass one night. And said, everybody's my Yoka homies because it was in an RC group and everybody was, you know, brand bashing this, that. And I tried to kind of be the, hey, everybody laugh, relax, guys. It's just we're playing with toy cars, dudes. Like, come on. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. What can I say? I like them. I, I, I loved my YZ4SF. It's the fastest four-wheel drive car I've ever driven to date. I've not been faster with my associated car yet. <laughs> yet, yet, it's coming. I'll get comfortable with it. I have to get into that full send mode with cars. 
You know what I mean? Like, do you, yeah. do, you, do you ever get that when you get new cars, you kind of like are somewhat hesitant for the first few until you kind of get comfortable and then you go full send? Um, I've been using the same brand of car for a while, so no, but so I, you're just, I know yeah. what you're referring to. Yeah. So what brand do you run? Uh, I run Gizmo. Actually, I run for Gizmo uh, Racing USA. Really? So mm-hmm. are they on-road specific or do they have off-road platforms? No, they're on-road specific. Okay, that makes sense. Huh. They're, uh, it's a pretty small brand um, like in that. on-road. And um, so the Gizmo, so how Gizmo, uh, a little backstory here. Gizmo yes, used to be a, a Denmark company. Uh, the car was developed in Denmark. And then uh, Christian Tabush, um, the owner of Reflex Racing, was um, kind of wanted to get into um a manufacturing maybe not a, then that's not the right word but wanted to um partner with a manufacturer rather right um and so he um kind of developed gizmo racing usa uh so gizmo's r- racing was in denmark and in uh, europe and gizmo racing usa was obviously in usa and um the platform didn't perform as well as they would hope and Christian uh, bought them out and kind of uh, re well he didn't kind of he, he redid the whole brand and the re, the car has been redesigned uh, a million different times now um, into what it currently is huh I might have just found out what I might be trying to run then well I so I really like my gizmo car but it's not a beginner's car that's okay. I don't mind a steep learning curve. You gotta, you gotta understand a little bit of background about me. Um, I love drag racing, but I never experimented with RC drag racing up until obviously Tim Smith and I, um, during the process of recording his podcast, kind of got back into drag racing for him, which drug me into it as well. And I realized that when I was a kid and sat at home watching, you know, I call it Channel Thirty Four. It was the country cha- channel, but they always had NHR drag racing on it every like weekend. So I used to, like, I remember watching it all the time, and just coming back to it brought me back. So I went from zero experience to buying a uh, RAE spec car, building the complete rear end with some help locally from some friends, but, like, everything was put together by me and managed with a 13.5 two-cell to get a 70, almost a 75-mile-an-hour. I think it was, like, 74.9-something-mile-an-hour, 1.9-second run out of it with no experience. So learning curve-wise, I love a challenge. So I'm totally okay if it means I'm going to be wanting to pull my hair out because I'm going to learn, and that's what I like. Well, it's not necessarily pulling your hair out, but um, so my buddy Phil uses this expression, uh, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> um, and he's not wrong, and that's, and it's it's hard to really explain, but if you don't know how to set cars up... Um, in the on-road world, in, in off-road world, sure, I'm sure it's um, similar, different learning curves than that. Um, then it's, you know, it's a challenge. And so that's just something that, that um, kind of is difficult about on-road. You have to have uh, a fair amount of knowledge to get it to go well around the track. Okay. Or somebody at your track has to have that knowledge. All right, well. That's all right. 
I'll be honest I with mean, you. The car that I'm running right now, I never looked at the setup. I never touched nothing about it. I literally slapped tires on it, put a body on it and a battery in it. and. Well, and it, I'm sure it goes around the track. I it mean, does. It, it probably could go around the track a lot better. <laughs> well, I'd, you know, each everyone likes different things, and I, I like making my car go around the track fast. So. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I like it. I, I'm... I'm not an on-road guy by any stretch of the imagination, and I am not near ready to pull the trigger. So I, I have a lot of time to research and look. But, see, I didn't know there was even that – the it's gizmo racing? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. even realize there was gizmo racing. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's – like I didn't even – like, I guess your friends – what you don't know – you don't know what you don't know, and, and that makes sense. <laughs> Well, like it sounds one. silly when you say it, but it, it does make sense. But it totally, um, yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a small brand, but I really, um, I've been running for them for, I think, five years now. And I really enjoy um, help Christian develop the car. Um, I really enjoy the R&D aspect of it and trying out different stuff. And I kind of enjoy running something that's not anybody else is running generally um it's kind of unique to see another gizmo at a track i know what you mean yeah when you show up and somebody else has one it's like hey uh-huh where'd you get that yeah so it's nice i like uh you know showing up and whooping on some other cars that's always fun too right it's it's eye-opening for a lot of people they're like oh that car doesn't work and then well it seems to be okay to me yeah. quite sure <laughs> Definitely, definitely has nothing to do with the driver whatsoever. <laughs> uh, well, so, 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 so I, I do remember uh, asking you there in in the pre-interview about other things that you do besides uh, RC, and I noticed there's one thing that I've noticed between a lot of like RC enthusiasts and racers and stuff like that, that you know a lot of us tend to like biking, gaming. The Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing, I find a lot of people, like Joe, Joe Zayer does that. I, I believe mm-hmm. Tim Smith has done it. So I've been encouraged to do it, but I just don't like the idea of being flung across a, a mat um, at some point eventually. Because I, uh, I know it gets there eventually. And, I, and the, I don't do anything half-assedly. <laughs> well, with, uh, so Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm going to um, abbreviate that to BJJ. Uh, is it, you, typically you don't throw people um, because it's more of a, a grappling or, or a wrestling style sport. Uh, you can, and there are several techniques to do that, but it's not really that's not really part of it. Um, and a lot of people, um, I, I, you know, are, are really cool in the in the sport itself. Uh, you'll meet a lot of really uh, humble people and just cool to hang out with. They're down to earth and then they're, you know, they're way better than you could ever hope to be. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a time thing. Uh, but uh, there's no, there's not a lot of throwing going on for me. Uh, I don't have enough time to dedicate to it to be any good really. Um, but I, I like going and doing it for the exercise and hanging out with the guys and, you know, it's like somebody who comes to the track every once in a while, you know, once a month or whatever, and they don't spend any time practicing or anything like that. You know, those guys aren't aren't there to 
go be the best. They're just there to hang out and have fun. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I, I get it. I get it. I don't. I don't. It's good to exercise, though. I know that's the only that's the part that gets me because I know I probably would love the workout required to do it. You know what I mean? Like just the the physical challenge on the body and everything else. (sighs) Why did I have to ask you about that? That's just terrible. Jeremy Dre is on my crap list now. He he's and on this episode alone, Dre has cost me money and potentially made me get more fit. Dre. The hell are you doing to me, bro? <laughs> That's he 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 he's a huge RC enthusiast. I love Dre. He's uh he's been a huge fan, a good buddy, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to have him on again. We're gonna have to have him on and and talk some. You got to hear him when he talks about his uh, trips to Canada and his his ketchup chips, yeah, and all dress tips. He oh. actually he actually oh, messaged me. Dress for good. Yeah, he's like he's like I need you to figure out how to send me a case of these things, and it was just a picture of the the all dress chips. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. I love that guy. Well, Zach, I know you do have some other stuff going on this evening, so let's talk about any promotions or anything you got coming up for DRC in the near future for folks to check out and look uh, look into. Because I know you just got through the Black Friday crazy madness um (laughs) yeah that was um very unexpected uh (laughs) i was hoping to maybe get like 25 orders or something like that uh because it was only over the weekend it wasn't a very long sale right uh we ended up getting over 75 orders in most of the orders were for four or five items perfect it was it was really a nice surprise to be uh, to get that many orders. Um, the downside is it took me until yesterday to get them all out. Well, that comes with ebbs and flows, of course. Folks will have, to, hopefully, folks understand our understanding supporting a a uh, a small RC business like yourself. That people were fairly understanding. That's good. I would uh, I would really hope everybody would be understanding, but I'm not overly shocked if everybody wasn't. <laughs> well, it's just one of those things. It I, is. You, know. you can't make everybody happy, and you just have to be able to be okay with that. And that's that's a hard thing to do, though, when you're customer service driven, because that's the kind of industry I work in. Um, and, and I just, I don't like it. I don't like disappointing people, um, even when it's outside of my control. So I could imagine you being a... a Doing this as as a business for yourself definitely are in the same category with that. You don't want to see people upset, but at the same time, you're one man. What can one man do? Yeah. <laughs> well, so we try to pride ourselves, or we try to we we do pride ourselves on our two um two business day turnaround time, and so we we couldn't make that for most of the orders um, for the Black Friday sale, but we are back to the the two business day turnaround time. Well, here you go. Um, for, for the next time you have one of these flash sales, you just need to put it in there. May require more processing time. Yeah. Depending on how <laughs> awesome you guys are. If you guys are really awesome, it's going to be not that badly delayed. <laughs> um, so uh, the next uh, thing we have going on is actually in about an hour and 15 minutes. Ooh. Um. It is our 3,700 page like giveaway. Uh, so unfortunately, the entry for that is closed. 
but we do have a 3,800 page like giveaway that will be coming up here soon. Uh, it'll be, it'll, well, let's see. Uh, the 31st, uh, I might push it back to the 7th. So normally I, I don't, I try to make them a little closer, but with the holidays and all that, it's, um, we'll probably, the 3,800 page like giveaway will be on the 7th of, or of January, I almost said December. Um, so, uh, this giveaway, what we did is we, it was a pre entry into it. So, um, I'll explain the two types we've done. So, uh, traditionally what we do is a live video, um, and you comment on the live video to enter to win a free customized charge lead. And, uh, with this video, uh, we did a pre entry for it. So all you had to do was share the post, like our page, and uh, comment a friend's name or tag a friend, however you would like to do it. Some people, you know, share it and tag a friend. And um, so, and then we, this was how that's determined. And then we'll announce the, the winner and do kind of a Q&A uh, with our customers and talk about some new products and things like that. Oh, well, that is pretty awesome. Well, I'll have oh, to make thanks. sure I see that post, and I'll share it through the MBM podcast page for everybody and my personal page for everybody. Um, so that way you guys can all make sure you, you try and get in on the, the next one for sure. So that's the good news. You got that going on. And then, of course, you probably will have some holiday sales at some point, more than likely, maybe. Um, well, People we won't have will have any more sales this year. No, not till next year then? Yeah, that's, um, that's fine. Hey, listen, they got two months of ten percent off between my show, Joe's show. You guys have coupon codes out there. You'll be all right. We promise. Um, yeah. So I try to give people that. Um, so you gave me the opportunity to to come on your show here, and I try to give the people that listen to your uh, podcast a chance to get a discount um on some of the products that we offer and i uh you know i know it's not a bunch but uh it's not like i'm making hand over fist well but uh, it's you know what it's 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 something and in this day and age everybody's always looking for something so at least you're at an ability to do that you know some people don't understand that when when businesses first start sometimes they can't really afford to do these these you know 10% off and sometimes you know manufacturers give a little bit more than they really should in order to drive more business towards them in the hope that the long term customer helps offset that initial cost so 10% off is huge in my opinion it's huge and some people don't think it is and to me it's huge it's 10% off period there's only well, there's only 100% thanks. to take from you know what I mean? <laughs> you already took 10 from 100. That's, you know, I don't know how people miss, miss see that. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you, it's simple. Put 100 RC cars down on the floor and take 10 randomly away from it. It doesn't seem like that much, but when you move them all down to it, 10 just disappeared, guys. Gone. Poof. For nothing. If that was your RC collection, would you want 10 gone just for nothing? No. But you're getting 10 for nothing here. 10% off. Exactly. See? So, <laughs> I mean, we are a small business. You know, we're not a, a, a main or um, a giant manufacturer. Hey, but a main started in a house, in exactly. a garage. So, 
no exactly so we're you know we're coming up and we're certainly growing from the last year and we've we've grown from the year before that and um it looks like we're planning to grow more uh in the near future and sales keep uh coming in so that's good to know that other people believe in my products as much as i do for sure well hey like i said i know steve hall down in at, at the hardwoods in ithaca michigan uh loves your products yeah. He, he speaks highly of them, so that you're slowly getting all out there. And I'm sure before long, this will this will become good for you, and everybody will be running deer. Like I've seen them, like I said, I've seen them, and I'm guilty. I am I'm going to be ordering some. I was kind of trying played hard to get at the beginning of the show, but I'm ordering new ones. You guys know I am. I got to have custom lengths because I do put my cars in two different locations when I'm charging, <laughs> and and that's what my difficulty is right now. The one lead I have is not long enough to move it far enough over to allow me to do things the way I'd like to. So with that being said, I want to say, Zach, thank you very much for taking time tonight to come on the MBM podcast. Um, for those of you guys, again, that aren't haven't checked it out, go to the website, check out all of the products that are on DRC. We've only covered a bit of them. There, there's so many more options there for you guys to check out. Of course, I know Zach's available via Facebook. Uh, there's a Facebook page. Uh, it's Donathan RC Racing Products, correct? Yes. We Perfect. also have an Instagram page. What's uh, that? It's just Donathan RC. There's that. So make sure you guys check out those. Yeah. Give them both a like, follow, and everything like that. Um, but reach out and ask Zach questions if you guys aren't sure. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure he has time to answer questions just like most of us do when he when he has free moments in his day and that, and he will get to you uh, at some point. Um, and, and and other than that, thanks again, Zach. I really do appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, and uh, yeah, I hope to do this again. We definitely can because something tells me you're kind of local-ish to me. I know you're an on-road racer more than you are anything else, but... Well, uh, well I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, so yeah, I'm you're, not sure where you're at. That's not that far, actually. A friend of mine made a couple trips trips down to Kentucky. Actually, a co-host of the show, Mike, made a few trips down to Kentucky, and I, he would be shooting things at me right now. Ooh, that was a funny story. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Whew. My apologies. Anyway, folks, <laughs> thanks for listening to the NBN podcast this time through. Uh, again, check out all of Donathan RC uh, racing products on Facebook, Donathan RC on Instagram. Make sure you follow them, give them a like, and check out the website. Again, you have two months to use the code MBM podcast as your coupon code, all lowercase, 10% off your order is $25 or more. Make sure you use it um, before you lose it. Anyway, Zach, thanks for coming on. And, folks, have yourselves a great night. We're out of here. So before I actually end the show, I want to say big thanks again to Zach for coming on and talking about DRC. So make sure you guys go check it out. Of course, in the description for the podcast, there will be all the information for the website, the discount, and everything like that. I don't want to forget to thank all the sponsors of the show, God Banana Racing Skins, MKS, Cow RC, Tekken Racing, Team Associated, 920 Designs, and we have a new one, an announcement coming on the next show, uh, which I'm going to be recording. It wasn't really in the schedule, uh, but I want to sit down and have a chat with, uh, again, our good friend Todd. Um, so in the next show, I'll have that announcement for you guys. Um, so you'll be seeing some content coming from that, of course. There's the furnace shutting down, finally. Um, but I'm going to play you guys a couple of songs from Shinedown that I like. Thanks for Zach for the... Uh, I said... Thanks to Zach for 
the suggestion uh, for Shinedown opening up into his segment. So here's two more Shinedown songs. Hopefully you guys like them. If you guys want to hear different music on the show, feel free to reach out and let me know. I know I do have some stickers for a few of you guys. If you're interested in stickers, please get at me. We were wonderful enough to be uh, donated some uh, funds to help with shipping costs of a said stickers. So if you're interested in, uh, let me know. I'll send up to four stickers per person out. I do have to kind of conserve. I only have so many, and I do want to keep some on hand. Um, so we'll go with that. And worst case scenario, if I run out, I will have to reach out to our good friends at 920 for some more. But other than that, enjoy the music. Enjoy the rest of your week. And, uh, of course, have fun this weekend uh, doing whatever you're doing with your RC.
shot of liquid courage Cause my monsters are Keep this feeling 